road again Going places that I've never been Seeing things that I may never see again I can't wait to get on the road again Hi there, welcome back to the Drive Isti Day 1 version Although it's hard to determine which day of ISTE is day one. Does day one start on Keynote 1, or does it start on the first day of activities, or I don't know. We have to figure it out. I'm calling day one Expo Opening Day 1, because this expo is amazing, and I spent a good portion of my day down there trying to get ideas and wandering through all the different vendors and people that are sharing all their stuff. There's amazing things to see. So, day one, let's talk about it. Uh, Wrap-up, as it were. Number one, there are some, some great things that you can do there and, and visit and see. And I've made a connection with some of the people from Squirrels. I was able to meet uh, some of their staff at the uh, Encyclopedia Conference this past October. They are fun, fun, fun folks to be around. They, they put together a tree. And it's hard to explain what this tree looks like, but in my blog or in my podcast, I'll put a link into the blog and you can see a picture of the tree they had developed and put together. But it was it was pretty cool. And so I went to visit with them first. Now, what is it about squirrels that I like? Well, as a flip class teacher, they have this thing called reflector, which is amazing. You can buy the you can buy a reflector. It's it's very reasonable. And what you can do is you can cast your tablet to any computer as long as they're sharing the same Wi-Fi. So it doesn't matter if your tablet's iPad or Android or Windows, it, it, it doesn't matter. You have a reflector app on your computer, then what you can do is you can cast your iPad to your computer through the same Wi-Fi network. It's really a, a great, great tool to have, especially if you're wanting to walk your students through something on, on that tablet and you want to show them how it's done and explain what it's doing, you can record your screen with the reflector app as well. So it's really a handy tool and they have some other things that they've been working on that have recently come out including a, an item called class hub now i haven't messed with class hub yet i haven't had a need to and i haven't really dug into it but what class hub will do is allow you to monitor all your students so if you use reflector in your classroom with your students and they're all on chromebooks then you can see what all of your students are doing you can share the students you want to share uh, and and celebrate the work that, that they have have done so it's really a, a neat thing that that they have put together and created and it's and it's super reasonable for teachers so definitely definitely go check out reflector and squirrels I also took some time today to wander through poster sessions and playground sessions poster sessions uh, are teachers that are just they've, they've basically put together a poster of what it is that they're doing in the classroom with their technology and I saw some really cool things but I was drawn to uh, the playground area where some teachers had used their cutouts that that you do in class you, you know like you, you color something in your class and you cut it out, especially in the younger ages with the younger students, maybe not so much in, in like a high school AP chemistry course, you may not do a bunch of cutouts anymore. So it just kind of depends on what the classes you're teaching, but hold on AP science teachers. What they did was they had covered their table with green felt and they had taken some cardboard, like cardboard box and covered that with like a green felt and they had green screen, okay? Then what they did was they took the green screen by Do Inc, which is an app, and there's a link in my blog on the podcast landing page. And what you can do with that is you can record anything in front of that green screen and put whatever background you want behind it. 
So what did these teachers do that were so amazing? This is what caught my eye. Uh, a picture of, uh, a black and white picture of just a head that was that was t uh, glued onto a, a stick, a popsicle stick. And they could use that in front of the green screen to talk about something. So I didn't pay super close attention to what the head was. It could have been uh, an old president or a famous poet or whatever. I wasn't paying super close attention, but here's how you could use these things. When you're talking about your chemical reactions in AP chemistry class, or when you're talking about different presidents in first, second, third grade, or when you're talking about uh, continents and cultures and things like that in geography in middle school, what you can do is th those kids are creating cutouts of those things, or they're coloring those things, or they're developing those things. Then, what, then with the Doink green screen uh, app, you can have your students show what they've learned by using those cutouts. And it allows the students to have some creativity. It allows them to share with you what you've, what they know. You're the expert. You can correct them, but it gives them an opportunity to just kind of think outside the box a little bit. And man, I would have loved to have been able to play with this just a few short years ago if I had only known about then. But I didn't come across doing until sort of recently. And when I did, I wasn't in a in a place where I could use it all the time anymore. But I have since purchased it. It's very reasonably priced at, and it's a lot of fun. You could also do the same thing with Legos. I know my son loves to play with Legos and set up different Lego scenes. And I'm going to suggest to him to find a blue or green sheet to put his Legos in front of next time before he does his recording because he'll often do a Lego battle and you have books or a bed or whatever in the background. So anyway, so the green screen, it, it, it was really, really a, a neat thing that I saw. I had never thought about covering the table like that. And then it's easier for you to hold the iPad. So guess what? A lunar eclipse is coming. And also in this kind of same area was a... A table that was devoted to the lunar eclipse and I was able to pick up some glasses that allow me to safely view the lunar eclipse through these glasses remember don't ever look at the Sun it can be harmful for your eyeballs and they also had a sheet of paper that talked about what's going on when you have a, a, a solar eclipse I guess I said lunar it's a solar eclipse I'm going to change that right now a solar eclipse and and then inside of those uh, inside of this paper they talked about how you could take just a regular cereal box and create a solar eclipse viewer so they did all kinds of really neat activities on this one sheet and they had a big huge map that showed you exactly where you know where you, you could find where you lived in the United States and then depending on where you lived how much of the eclipse that you're going to see I live in Oklahoma and so if we don't travel at all we'll be able to see somewhere between 85 percent and 95 percent eclipsed Sun which will be really really cool because I think the last time I remember an eclipse that I could visibly see um, was when I was quite young. I know there's been other eclipses in the United States since then, but the one that actually had the, the biggest effect on the atmosphere where it looked like the sun was setting in the middle of the day, I was, I was younger. So it was really a neat thing, and I put a link to that map on the post, so if you want to go there and you can check it out. I'm a fan of Kahoot. I've loved Kahoot for a long, long, long time since I first saw it several years ago. But I came across uh, a place today called Quiz Is. Q-U-I-Z-I-Z-Z. -Z -Z, Quiz Is. And now it's really similar to Kahoot, but there's one. There's a couple of big differences. Some of it is on the back end, where as a teacher you want to use your data in different ways, and Kahoot um, lets you download all of that, and Quiz Is does that too, and it gives you a couple different options. But this was the distinguishing factor here. 
when you're doing Kahoot, you set the timer and then everybody moves on together. So everybody has to complete question one before you can move on to question two. Everybody has to complete question two before you move on to question three. But with quiz is that that wasn't there. So students could all start these, the quiz at the same time, but then progress through the quiz at their own rate. And so that, you know, we, we know some kids take a little bit longer to process items and this website slash app allows the students to kind of work at their own pace again as teachers we sometimes we gotta push them forward push them forward come on you can do it um but nonetheless this was a an excellent thing now i haven't explored it yet i don't know how easy it is to use i watched teachers stand in front and easily log into the quiz that they were offering as part of the demonstration and so from that regard just the participation point it looked exactly like a kahoot you typed in a very simple web address and you typed in your your game code so check it out let me know if you enjoy it leave some comments and feedback uh, another thing that i found that i just hadn't anticipated at all was uh, uh, a booth that was devoted specifically to a language app i don't know why i didn't think that there would be a booth devoted to an ing uh, language app here at isd i mean this is a technology conference and apps are technology related but i was drawn by the character and the artwork for this particular booth and it, the the app is called ruby ray r-u-b-y-r-e-i and it's a an immersive game and it allows the player to learn a language. Right now, right now they have Spanish. So I, I am an English speaker. I can learn to speak Spanish by playing this game. And it's done differently than most things that I've seen. You learn through gameplay, number one. And it starts off with a little bit of English just to kind of sort of get you going. And then the speaker is in Spanish. And it's, and it's great. You can replay a phrase. You can replay a phrase. You can replay a phrase. You can tap on the words that are in Spanish and it will translate the words uh, from Spanish to English. It won't say them. And, and the game was interesting. I thought I would look at it and just kind of mess with it for a few minutes. And, and I found that I just wanted to sit down and start playing, playing, playing. It was really, really, really cool. Super cool. So I put a link to their website. Uh, it's by a company called Wibu out of London. And I got to meet those guys today. But it was super fun, super fun to see. And, and interact with. And again, uh, the price of this particular app is less than the price of a cup of coffee. So uh, you might wanna check that out. And I included a gameplay trailer as well, just so you could see the world is just absolutely creatively fabulous. Super, super, super amazing. Um, Google also has a, had a large presence here and they had a vending machine that dispensed Google Cardboards. And what was really fun was you sent a tweet with some specific hashtags in it and the vending machine would go and i thought man that's that's great so i got a google cardboard from that and and if you haven't used google cardboard before you need to explore this it's a really interesting thing an app that you can put on your phone and you can take virtual tours and it's right there in your face so you can you can stand in the you can go to the new york times they have a virtual reality page you download the app on your phone, you put it in Google Cardboard, and then as you move your head and look around, uh, you're inside of a 360 degree view of the news from the New York Times. There's uh, another website where that collects all these different stories like this called StoryHive. You can go there as well. And then I put a link to a blog post that gives you more ideas about what you can do um, with Google Cardboard. Um, 
I got to meet uh, a, a lady called Monica, her, not called, her name is Monica Burns, and she's from Class Tech Tips, and she shares the most amazing things. I got to see her last year at iPad Palooza OU and, and just meet her very, very briefly. Uh, hardly official because she was really talking to somebody else and we were sort of walking in the same room. But uh, she was super nice, super friendly, and it was really cool to be able to meet her because she's somebody that I kind of admire from afar and and is doing really cool things with, with students and with what she shares. She's, she's really uh, very innovative, very brilliant. And, and, and very engaging. Um, so I enjoyed being able to have a conversation with her today. It was great. I also got to talk with the guys from Wonderopolis. Now, if you haven't been to Wonderopolis and you're a K-12 teacher, Wonderopolis is great because what it does is it presents one wonder every single day. And that one wonder then gives you like a video or two about that wonder. It gives you some words and text about that wonder. It gives you some questions to ask about what you read. And it gives you some vocabulary to see are you pulling through the vocabulary the correct way. It's really, really, really neat. Super neat. Um, I love Wonderopolis. I use it with my own kids sometimes in the summer if, if we've got stuff going on and, and I'm tired of them just watching TV just to watch TV. You know how it gets in the summer sometimes. I have them look up three things on Wonderopolis and share those things with me. So what they did at Wonderopolis was they developed a, a, a different website under the same umbrella called Camp Wonderopolis. And Camp Wonderopolis then um, allows the students to progress through a more specific and cultivated series of learning. And that can be monitored by a teacher. So if you want your kids to be able to have some choice as they're learning, and you've got the ability to give them an iPad and monitor and help them log in, then Camp Wonderopolis would be a great thing for you. And again, both of these things are free for teachers. Definitely you need to investigate this if you're a K-6 teacher uh, because there's just some really some fun, fun, fun things in there. And, and lastly today, I got to see some kids um, who, who just happened to be walking by us in the expo hall. There was four kids, uh, five kids, and they each had an iPad kind of in front of them, like on a little table connected to their body. And what they did was they, they played music. They were use, just using GarageBand. And so we went and saw their, uh, we went to their session to see them play before we went to a different one. And oh my goodness, it was the most amazing thing. So I included on my blog post a link to my YouTube page where I recorded what they did. Now, uh, if you have, if you're going to listen to this on your laptop, this the it just the the speakers on your laptop just don't do the justice to this to these kids and what they did. They they were they were absolutely brilliant using just GarageBand, which I found completely cool. So. That's ISTE day one. Um, I spent way more time in Expo than I had planned on, and I didn't even get the whole thing covered. I got, I got maybe a third of it covered. I'm going to have to really hoof it tomorrow if I want to get through all of it. Plus, there's amazing sessions and things that I want to go to tomorrow as well. So today I devoted to Expo. I didn't get into a lot of sessions. Uh, I did go to one that talked a little bit about uh, higher ed and how we're training our teachers. And, and one of the things that we're really struggling with is encouraging our teachers to try these, these different things out in, in the in the classroom as pre-service teachers, which can be a challenge depending on how the technology is set up and that's out of control often of the institution that the student teachers enroll in. But we, we just kind of talked about that. How do, how do we get these students to, to start utilizing technology that's already there that students are bringing with them? How do we encourage them to step outside the box? How do we encourage them to take risk and, and possibly even fail and learn from that? So uh, it was a, it was a really good conversation. It was an amazing day. It was a great day. It was a fun day. It's late. 
and I am excited about day two tomorrow. Until then, I hope you enjoy the drive. I can't wait to get on the road again. <laughs>